Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday. Super excited to be coming through your speakers, your earbuds, everywhere you listen to the bar. I'm grateful that you're listening. And like I do every Tuesday, I love to start the show off by uh, letting the uh, the listeners know how much we really appreciate you guys. Every week, you guys have been just amazing, reposting, uh, telling people about the show, buying the gear. We're just so grateful. We can't do this without you. And uh, we're, we're, we just love, I love to start the show off by letting you know how much I really appreciate you listening to the show. Also, like I do every week, I bring in an awesome guest. And this guest is actually a three-peter, the very first of his kind. Um, and, and I'm super excited because a dear brother uh, that I've yet to meet in person, but I definitely have mad love for and and, and respect, uh, you know, everything God is doing with him. And we just connected from afar. I have on none other than my brother, Mr. Costi Hen. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Dwayne. It's really good to be with you again, brother. Yeah, man. It's always a pleasure, pleasure, Kasi, man. I think all the way back to the very first time we communicated uh, and, and up to now, man, where we are today, man. And God is just good. And and I've seen he done some things uh, in your life. And, and I'm sure you observe him working over here at the bar, man. So just always good to have you on, man. And so for the listeners that may have not have heard the other two episodes you were on, just kind of give a brief introduction of yourself and we'll jump right in. Yeah, so I am uh, thrilled, just real quick, to be on again. And I have watched from afar as the Lord has used the bar a great deal. And I do remember the very beginning, a couple years back, when we did mm-hmm. some shows. And you were just posting and just getting stuff out there. And then all of a sudden, 
uh, things just blew up. So I'm grateful for the the material you're putting out and the kind of equipping that's happening through your work. So thank you for that. Um, I'm the pastor of discipleship here at a church in Gilbert, Arizona. I was at California. I was at a church in California the last time we talked in Orange County, and the Lord did some wonderful things there. And then we were actually commissioned to go here. So everything was above board and a really neat experience. So I'm a, I'm a local pastor. And then what has happened is some of the outside stuff, I would call it, or the noise is <laughs> as a local pastor at a Bible church who's largely, um, you know, going to be conservative in my theology. I, I'm a hen and my last name is hen. I'm Costi <laughs> hen. And so my uncle, who's Benny hen and some of my other family members, aren't necessarily in the Bible church world, and you wouldn't find them hanging out at a Shepherd's Conference or at Ligonier <laughs> or anywhere there, they'll probably be uh, traveling the world preaching the prosperity gospel. And I grew up doing that with them, following them, and then also working in that ministry and jumping on board to be the kind of heir apparent to the ministry. I'm the oldest hen nephew in the family and that comes with in, in a middle eastern family which we're from the middle east a responsibility to carry on the family traditions the family name the family honor etc mm -hmm. so um but god had other plans and so he saved me he opened my eyes and all of a sudden uh well in my family's eyes i've i've gone off the deep end and i lost the holy spirit because i started leaning into uh, more reformed theology, more conservative hermeneutics that wouldn't take the Bible and 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 use it to bankroll my empire. Rather, would be to teach and equip the people of God. So I say that uh, not in a, a boastful way, except to boast in Christ for saving me, and then humbly knowing that my family still needs the gospel and needs Christ. And so I love them dearly. There are some great times of dialogue. And disagreement within our family ranks but for the most part our my wife and i our conviction is full steam ahead for the local church for the gospel and truth basically is what we live for the truth of jesus christ yes sir amen yes sir so uh if you if you haven't heard the first episode uh Kasi was on I, I I definitely encourage you to go check that out um because he goes into some some details there um and and what the, what I love about uh your story Kasi is it's a lot like mine except it's not on the grand stage and mm. so what you bring uh to the table is uh, perspective of the prosperity gospel that nobody that not many people get to see you know um, I have a perspective of you know someone that was in it you know trying to get the stuff trying to get the big house trying to get all that trying to name and claim it but you you came from a perspective where uh, not only were y'all naming and claiming it y'all was actually claiming it and like having it so you know yeah. that that dynamic is, is super like I mean it, it's amazing just to hear hear that. Um, and then that actually kind of segues into uh, while we have you here today, uh, although you are my friend, I have you on any time, just FYI, but you got a new book out and um, and tell, tell my listeners kind of uh, the title of the book and kind of a, a bird's eye of the book. And then we'll jump into a little bit more detail. Yeah. So the book is called God, Greed and the Prosperity Gospel. 
Uh, the subtitle is How Truth Overwhelms a Life Built on Lies. And from the first time we spoke, Dwayne, and then uh, just over the course of our friendship developing, you kind of know this, but um, it it didn't take long for people to to get to know that I'm a hen and I'm at a Bible church and I'm a local pastor and I don't do prosperity theology. So naturally the questions started, Hey, what happened? Or, Hey, are you related to Benny and all that stuff? So mm-hmm. that, that leads down this path to people, um, publishers, whatever, what have you asking, Hey, would you write a book about this? And originally the answer was no, because we were writing a different book. My pastor at the time, our teaching pastor, I was the executive pastor at the church mission Bible church in Tustin, California, we were writing another book that was not about my story and me and all that stuff. It was about some of the movements today that are teaching erroneous or heretical Christology and kind of taking evangelicalism by storm. And so we wrote a book called Defining Deception because a drummer at our church kind of charged forward one morning and said, you know, I, I can be the apostle of our church. And mm. we, we all looked at each other and thought, well, what do you like, like the apostolos, like you want to be a, a pioneering church planter, like a, a person who takes the gospel forth, because there's that sense of being um, apostolic, certainly to, to go out and pioneer like a missionary. And then and he said, no, 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 like, like, like an apostle, like another one of the apostles. We thought, mm. oh, okay, well, you aren't Paul, you aren't Peter, John, and, and beyond. So we knew we had it, an issue going on <clears throat> there, because a lot of young people are starting to think, Hey, I can be an apostle. I can be a prophet. I can go to school to learn to do this. I'm going to do signs and wonders and I'm this and I'm that. So that was happening and there was no time to waste. I I didn't need to go and write a book about my testimony because that's, that's a story and that's great, but we were in the middle of doing ministry, not necessarily talking about my testimony. So we charged forward. And then after that settled, I did get approached and uh, a publisher said, hey, would you put this in a book and then teach on the prosperity gospel and bring Mm. biblical truth and your anecdotes and personal stories to it. And let's help some people, maybe people who haven't listened to others. Of course, many faithful men longer than I ever have, have been preaching and teaching the truth. And we know them, men like Pastor Conrad and Bayway from Zambia, men like John Piper and John MacArthur and many others have have stood and put a stake in the ground on the issue. So I'm not doing anything new, but they thought, well, because the last name, maybe people will think, hey, if one from the inside defected, maybe there's something here that we should listen to. So um, wrote the book and it is our testimony of what God has truly done. And he gets the glory for that. And then it's a few good chapters of Bible teaching, balanced ministry on health and wealth, and then a final chapter called Reaching Those Caught in Deception, because the biggest waste of time with all of this would be to just write books and create a bunch of noise and Mm -hmm. have a big rah-rah moment with all of us kind of in our holy huddle and not actually realize that we need to exit our own conversations about it and go out and reach people and see them saved. So it's a call to action more than anything. Yeah. And that's, that's the part that, that I love probably the most, Um, you know, it's good to hear the story uh, to get the background. Um, But like you said, the call to action, the actual 
uh, application um, because so many of us, like like you said, we 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 will yeah get together and we you know this is wrong, that's wrong, you know they need to repent, you know they need the gospel, but that's as far as it goes, man. So yep. that that was really really big for me, um, and and I and I love the format uh, as well. Um, just, just the way, you know, you, you gave the backstory of, of growing up, uh, and then, you know, how God brought you out and, and, and then how, you know, it just developed, you know, your, your, your growth spiritually or whatever. But I think my favorite part, man, and I, I want you to, for the listeners that may have missed it. My favorite part always is, uh, the baseball coach, uh, because <laughs> I, I play sports, man, you know, yeah. and, and those guys are so influential, man. Um, and, and it seems to be the like a, a turning point for you. Uh, can you, can you just give that, that, that little part testimony, you know, how things change right there for those might've missed it. Yeah, definitely. I went to play baseball for Dallas Baptist university. It's a division one school uh, right in the heart of Texas there in Dallas. And it was very interesting as I was going there, I had many family members and, and this is, it's baseball related. So, Mm-hmm. The Lord used that to get me there. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have had a lot of family support. And so my parents, some family members sit me down and, and say, hey, listen, the Baptists teach a solid word. They're good Bible teachers, but they don't really have the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Be very, very careful that you don't get robbed. You don't lose the anointing on your life, the power of the Spirit, your call is to be a powerful healing minister. You are going to be the next thing in this family, and you're going to carry the mantle of your uncle and and myself. You know, my dad was telling me. And he said, don't let them brainwash you. Be very careful. So the the chapter in the book was literally called, don't let those Baptists brainwash you. Mm -hmm. And so I get there, and I'm rolling on a, a big black hummer h2 with tvs in the screens and you know big old brightling watch limited edition i look like some you know hot shot nfl player with you know <laughs> all his jewelry and, and all that except those guys are making lots of money by actually scoring touchdowns and 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 being a great athlete i'm just living on donations and so um <laughs> I'm rolling in on the Hummer. I've got big 22 inch rims and these Baptist professors and my coaches are so patient and kind, never condoning, but they really didn't, they, they didn't judge me based on my uncle at all. They, they kind of took me for me and we got to know each other and, and, and slowly, but surely my coach starts leaking in truth bombs. And one of them I'll never forget. It was a, a scrimmage game, so practice where you play a scrimmage game, and we're mm-hmm. all gathered up. Coach calls us up, and there's a a Yankee scout, literally New York Yankee scout, comes to see a player named Ryan Goins, who actually Goins now is he's playing for the White Sox. He just got called up. He's been with the Royals. He's played for the Blue Jays. Nice. He's there. A guy named Victor Black, who ends up playing for the Mets. So there's some really good players on the team, but – Everyone's a little nervous because if scouts come to see another player and you have a great day, you'll get Mm -hmm. their attention too. That's how scouting sometimes works. And so coach sees we're all a little tight and a little wound up. And he says, hey, listen, guys, relax. Proverbs 21.1 tells us 
that the heart of the king is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. You know what that means? God controls kings. God is in control of even scouts. He's in control of your future. He mm -hmm. is sovereign. And when he says he's sovereign, I'm I'm a little confused. My wires aren't firing as a prosperity gospel kind of word of faith kid who thinks, mm -hmm. well, yeah, God is sovereign. But listen, I can control him with my confession, my mm -hmm. faith my offering, the way I, my thinking, everything about me can actually make God do what I want. So my theology is that I'm sovereign. Mm -hmm. And even though God is sovereign, he, he's up there doing his thing. And then he's, he's unlocked the key to health, wealth, happiness. Basically it's heaven on earth. I can have it all now <laughs> and live my abundant life. So what is this guy talking about? I'm the one with the Breitling watch in my locker and the Hummer in the parking lot. And here's this Baptist coach, you know, speaking mm -hmm. softly and talking about the Bible. And I'm thinking in my mind, what are you talking about? So that, though, in my little moment of arrogance and, and pompous thought was something that went way down into my heart. <laughs> and sometime later... I'm reading a commentary as I'm prepping a sermon, and it's in John 5, 1 through 17. And we've talked about this before, Dwayne. Mm -hmm. yep. the, the sovereignty of God in Jesus' healing ministry and his compassion and his power was so clear. And it was many years later, but that truth bomb exploded yes, sir. in that yes, moment. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, that that is beautiful, man. That is beautiful. Um, because... Soon, every time I hear that story, man, because I think about, you know, when you talk about how he, he quoted uh, Proverbs about controlling the heart. I remember being in a, a word of faith prosperity uh, arena and they were saying, you know, we can do that. We can control the heart and turn it. I was like out of control. What? <laughs> but, man, it is it, it's amazing, man. It's 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 unreal uh, to think about. And. What's kind of ironic, uh, well, not ironic, you know, God is sovereign, but tomorrow I have a show uh, literally dropping tomorrow uh, on, what's tomorrow, July the 23rd with uh, with John Sampson. Uh, All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, John, John, you know, kind of the same thing was was a pastor in the whole movement and everything. So. It's just it's just cool how this all lines up, man. So back to the book, um, you know, because we me and you talked about the the other one, the the, uh, the deception book, which I, it's funny because I had a lot of people uh, that caught that, you know, got that book. And, you know, it was like, oh, like, oh, I didn't know Benny Hinn nephew was, you know, saying stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like they were reaching out to me and all of that. Um, so on this one, I, I, I definitely saw the different approach. Uh, uh, definitely, you know, saw more of, you know, your story. Uh, how how difficult was that? Because, I mean, I, we, we've been talking for a while. You're, you're fairly uh, uh, you're, you're a very humble guy, man. How, how difficult was it to to put that out there, you know, and, 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 and just just work through this whole book? Well, I will share something very personal um, that I went through in the process, and and it was that I I stuck closely to wise counsel, and mm. um, it it wasn't really my own wisdom or my own work, and all you know, all me. It was looking mm -hmm. at the older men that God has put around me, 
and talking to my wife and mm-hmm. praying constantly. Um, I think of writing sessions that went on and I, I was writing the book a lot of the time on, I was taking Fridays off. And mm-hmm. during that day, I, I'd go in at 6 a.m. And we were due with our son, Timothy, our youngest. And so I was on this double timeline. I got to get the manuscript done and I got a baby coming halfway through that <laughs> process. So I needed to write the book even earlier than it was due. Wow. And Friday mornings, I'd go in and I learned this from my pastor before you ever start studying for a sermon before you ever write a book before you ever write a blog get on your knees and beg god's mercy ask for james 1 5 wisdom that the lord would provide it expect it in faith knowing that it's his will to provide us with that wisdom and trust him and so it was a an effort of prayer an effort that involved wiser older more gray-haired men who were Mm -hmm. Uh, over my shoulder and and speaking into my life. And so while I wrote every word of the book and um, the editors handled grammar and all of that, um, I I have to give credit where credit's due. And it's mm-hmm. through the wisdom of wise counsel, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer. So it, it was tough, but I would say this, once the ball got rolling, it it wasn't that hard. And I don't mean that you know, mm-hmm, in, in mm-hmm. confidence in myself, once the ball got rolling, it wasn't hard because I started to to have this confidence that, you know what, Lord, this, this is what you want to do. This, this is actually going to help people. And I, we right. started getting some, some sample feedback from mm-hmm. <clears throat> different individuals. And there was this older woman, she's probably 75, close to 80 in our church. And I let her read. She, she's not, you know, some scholarly woman. She's not it led women's ministry. She's just a sweet lady in the church. And um, so I, I actually gave the manuscript to her son-in-law, who's a professor at a seminary, and she stole it from him and read <laughs> it because she wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. And she came up to me on a Sunday morning a couple weeks later, and she was in tears. And she said, I couldn't put it down. I never knew all that. I Mm. I just want to go out and reach people. And so she's, she's expressing this. And that was the first moment I thought, you know what, Lord, I think you might use this book in the Mm -hmm. average person's life and it'll have nothing to do with me. It'll spark their desire that you've already put in them as believers Mm -hmm. to reach people. And so that was the moment that I thought, okay, this is worth it. First of all, because the gospel is always worth it. And then two, if people get teary-eyed over the lost and then they want to go reach people, then who cares if it's hard for me? Who cares if I get backlash? Right. Who cares if we had to give up some time? We gain so much more because, again, this is something my my pastor taught me. He said it's never about one individual. It's always about the mission of God. Mm-hmm. Everything is. So the church, that helps when people get a little uptight over carpet color and, you know, pastor, you're not promoting my, you know, my little ministry in the church. And, <laughs> and everyone gets mad about everything. And we got to help them understand that the church is about the overall mission. So I'm not here to, to do 25 announcements. I'm here to preach. And that's something that pastors must do. And, and my pastor told me basically, you, you know, you can't be worried about what people are going to think and your backlash. Mm-hmm. That. It's the overall mission. That's the goal. So you either lay yourself down and pour it out as a drink offering and let God do the work and him get the glory. Or 
you you hide in a corner or try to make it all about you and you're you're going to end up empty in that regard because we're not meant to live that way as believers so that was that's like the whole inside process i haven't really shared that with anyone but um man i'm thankful for the wisdom that god has sent me through for through better men awesome Awesome, awesome, and appreciate the exclusive, man. You never shared that, but you shared it here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right here on the bar. <laughs> the three. That's feet. right. That's right, man. That's right. And so, uh, speaking of you know somebody reviewing it, but you know what, I'm gonna talk about that right after the break. We will be right back. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. All right, we're back in here with my brother, Mr. Costi, and my alarm is going off saying that we should be starting my recording, but we're already recording. So <laughs> we were we were ahead of time. It, we was able to work it out. I was glad we were able to work it out. But before the break, I mentioned, uh, you know, the lady uh, uh, reading it and, and giving you feedback and, you know, talking about people reviewing it, man. Looks like you have a, a pretty stout, uh, you know, review, like, you know, forwards for the book and things like that man some 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 big some healthy names on this list man so much so you had to put some on the inside of the book man so what 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 inspired that was that the the um publisher that decided to put some on the inside or that was something you wanted to do or or what how did that come about yeah you're talking about the endorsements yes yeah so um that was a, a kind of a a normal thing in my mind. I thought you you got to get endorsements for for a book, so we should probably ask some some key people. But also, um, I am a hind, and I get it. Everybody should just have grace all the time, and just believe the best all the time, and and understand that you know not all of us are heretics. But um, I am a hind, so I, you gotta you gotta bring some friends to the table and and say, hey, you know, reader. Um, if if Dwayne Atkinson is is endorsing the book, you know maybe Costi's not, you know, a false teacher. So um, yeah, we asked uh, some some friends as well, and, and I've over the the years after conversion, through various opportunities, had the chance to spend uh, quality time with you know, Pastor John MacArthur and uh, you know Pastor Mark Dever, and these men who are faithful and godly and. I got the chance to to meet H.B. Charles, who is one of the most fiery preachers I've ever heard and, and fires me up every time I hear him. Um, we got a chance to talk and he offered to to do anything he could to help the book and endorse the book. And so I was thankful for him jumping on. And then obviously my my friends like you and Justin Peters and other guys who I, I just were a text message away. And mm-hmm. so um, and then other people 
came to the table later on. Like, for example, I had sent an email to Randy Alcorn asking mm. him to do, he was actually my original choice for to do the forward and mm -hmm. then endorse it. Because Randy Alcorn's done great work and written great books and material on proper stewardship and on eternity. He wrote a book called If God is Good, which was such a blessing to my wife and I when our youngest son was diagnosed with cancer. I mean, mm -hmm. everything that he's put out has been a blessing. So I, I sent this email and of course, you know, shot in the dark, you send a random email to a mm -hmm. ministry. And Oh, a I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. So a secretary, bless her heart, sends me like a decline and then says, and here's a few articles to help you learn how to be a writer. And I'm thinking, that's amazing. Thank you. But mm -hmm. I've already written the book and Zondervan's publishing it. And I'm thinking, you know, if <laughs> somebody get this to Randy Alcorn, please, you know. Right. And so nobody does. It doesn't get to him. And then literally like two weeks ago, I get a message and some something leaked through. And I was asked by his ministry for permission to repost an article that I wrote. And so I wrote them and said, does he know that? Um, I, I sent an email to ask him to endorse it. He's, they, they said no. And so it was really sweet. Mm -hmm. He sends over this message and says, hey, I'll do an endorsement for the second printing. If you need anything, let me know. So it was providence. God wow. is timing just certain things. But so that's kind of the backstory. There's friends yeah. and text messages that go to guys like you who I, I can call anytime. Mm -hmm. There's the big request of guys who are, are, are hard to get a hold of. And, and that's understandable. I get it. So, and then the providence of God as other people jump on board. And so the only bummer, and this is another inside thing. Here's more exclusives for Exclusive. the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those endorsements are, are much shorter in the book than what they actually wrote because mm -hmm. Zondervan had a page count they had to stick to, but I was floored as, as guys and, and, and women wrote paragraphs for their endorsements and said wonderful things about the, the book, the gospel, and of course, the glory of God. And mm -hmm. then the, the only one, though, that didn't was you. And <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> you, you, you wrote me a two-line endorsement because you thought, you thought all endorsements are short. And then you I saw did. the paragraphs people said. You're like, man, I should have sent you a paragraph. <laughs> I was I was scared, man. I was like, if I send too much, they're not gonna put it in there. Oh, <laughs> let me look. It. Let me look at the back of these books real quick. Oh, this <laughs> one or two lines. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> so here's a here's a here's a publisher. Here's a little publishing uh, pro tip: never yeah. look at the back of a book for mm. an endorsement idea because those are condensed one-liners. I see now. You look Jeez. at the you look at the inside on some of these books, and people are writing a you know five sentence story yeah, i got it now i got it now the, the, the next one the next one the next one, one. <laughs> <laughs> i love it man i love it i i remember texting i was like bro like i didn't know i didn't know man <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> I, was like, I literally was like yeah let me let me send this two-liner right quick let me think hard on it and then it was i ain't gonna i ain't gonna put my business out there my people know i can't write so uh, it's all good <laughs> That's all okay. right man. <laughs> oh, man. yes sir but brother man always a pleasure to have you on man um not gonna do the signature questions I, you know we, we've done that uh you, you're past that man you, you're like family you know so no need for all of that man but i just want to thank you 
uh, for coming on, man. Thank you for the work, man. Uh, let my listeners know where they can find the book as well as any words of encouragement, man. And we'll slide out of here so you can get your business done. Right on. Uh, you can find the book on Amazon, christianbook.com, Audible, if you prefer to listen to it, and of course, Kindle. And then it's also inside Barnes & Noble's physical like brick-and-mortar stores. So you can go into a store. And um, I cannot confirm or deny if there have been people sending me pictures and videos on Twitter of them <laughs> taking the book in Barnes & Noble's and putting it over um, Joel Osteen books. I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny that. Um, and so just don't get caught and blame me. I did not tell anyone to do that. <laughs> Of that, and then also uh, still posting, writing, blogging at forthegospel.org. And if people are willing, two things: continue to pray that God receives glory, and the book equips and reaches people. And then, if you readers or listeners and readers are willing to, after you buy the book and read it, if it's a blessing to you, post really good reviews on Amazon and other places because that helps the book's ranking and exposure. And the more it is rated, the more it gets seen. And that means more people can be reached. So thank you, Dwayne. Brother. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys do that. Make sure you get the book. I will definitely have the link in the show notes. Click right there and order your book today. Kasi, again, thank you, brother, for your time. To the listeners, make sure you check out your favorite podcast every Tuesday. It's your boy. It's the bar. Make sure you go to thebargear.com, pick up some bar gear. Uh, school is back in, man. I got some book bags, man. See, I'm, I'm in this for real. I'm trying to get everybody rocking this bar gear, man. So <laughs> get your bar gear book bag for your kids. Even if they don't know what it is, it sounds biblical. Sort resources. Send them to school with the gospel on their back. I'm just kidding, y'all. Just playing around. God bless y'all. Until next time, we are out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there